0: It's there you'll find connection and there where you find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So, what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're here and to share this time with you. Since this is my first ever episode, I wanted to give you a little background and some insights into where we're going with this podcast and what you can expect. So, let's start at the beginning. My name is Kaylee Zier, daughter of the king, wife and mama to two energetic boys, and when I say energetic, I truly mean it to the fullest. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist with training in hand-in-hand parenting, and I have been on a mission since my oldest, who just turned 5, was about four months old to find parenting strategies that actually work, feel good, and are research-based. And the reason I know and can pinpoint it started at four months is because I brought my son in for his four-month checkup, and the pediatrician at that point had just started telling me that I should let him cry it out to be able to go to sleep at night, or anytime really. And if I couldn't handle it, She went into this long scenario about how I should let my husband do it and leave the house for a few hours, and this just really felt wrong to me against my instincts and against, honestly, everything I knew about self-regulation from being a therapist. I just knew that my little baby did not have the skills to soothe himself yet, and so having this science background, I really felt like I needed something that was proven in the research to follow. That felt good to me because I wasn't confident in just following my intuition as a mother, which sounds sad, but I don't think it's uncommon, especially as a new mom. After some time, I found what I was looking for. It took me years and professional trainings to gain this knowledge and the skills that I have used that have truly transformed my mothering in such a positive way that now I just really want to share that with people i truly want to help children be understood because i think so often our natural reactions often don't recognize what's fully going on and i want to help parents understand that behavior isn't always what you think behavior is like the tip of the iceberg or the tip of the mountain and when you go under the water you see all these other things that are helping to impact the behavior that we're seeing And if we want to help the behavior, we need to help the issues that are the foundation of that behavior. So that's what we're going to really delve into here. So um, the last thing that I really want to help with is to help parents to understand that the reactions that we have to our children when they are having these behaviors and the strong reactions that we're having is something that we need to pay attention to and focus on and know that there's work to be done there too. It's not just about our kids and what they're doing, it's also about our reactions and where that's coming from. I heard once that motherhood is sanctifying and truly, that has been my life anthem ever since. I think to myself multiple times a day, this is sanctifying me, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? Society tells us to disconnect and send our kids to our rooms, send them to a timeout, bribe them, or just use a sticker chart and give them a reward and make the reward get bigger and bigger each time. But I'm here to tell you, you don't need any of that. And really why connection is the best thing. So I want you to feel energized and empowered in motherhood, despite the chaos and the meltdowns that come with it, Taking a better understanding of what the behavior actually means and how to manage it in a connection-focused way that can leave you both feeling good, because I don't know anyone that really enjoys yelling at their kids, and I don't think any kid really likes to be yelled at. I think that's also where a lot of our guilt comes from is when we are having strong reactions, we don't know where they're coming from and we don't know how to stop them. And so I also just want to remind you that this is not about being perfect, but it's about recognizing that we actually don't have to be. So before I dive into one of the biggest ways that we can connect with our kids, I just want to reiterate how important Getting connected is for kids and us in general. But connection, I want you to think of as a life necessity. It is required for children. It is required just like air. It is required just like food. It is required like shelter. And so when you are thinking of what your child needs, that has to be a consideration. And we'll get to that more. But the first and most effective way that I've found across the board to help people with this connection and to establish it consistently, because truthfully, connection has to be a focus. It doesn't just happen a lot of the time. Because there's so many things that we have going on, right? We have maybe work, maybe homeschooling or schooling yourself. There's chores to be done and food to be made and groceries to be bought and lots of things that are going on in our brain that a lot of times if we aren't intentional about connection, we skip that part. Think about if you're married. How intentional do you have to be to be able to spend time quality time with your spouse. Whether that's, you know, investing at night in conversations or spending time together or date nights. We need to be doing the same thing with our kids. Think about how much that strengthens your relationship with your spouse or even a friend if you're not married. Spending time together strengthens that relationship. Being intentional and undistracted not multitasking strengthens that relationship and we need to have that time with our kids as well so one of the best ways that we can do that is special time okay so special time let's talk more about what this actually is so you may be thinking Of course I have special time with my child, we do things one-on-one, but this actually isn't the special time I'm referring to. So that is really great that you are taking time for that, 100%. But the difference between one-on-one time and special time is one, you actually name it special time, or you could choose another name if you want. But special time is specifically undistracted time. So this means you are not, oh, I have to run to the bathroom quick or, oh, I need to get a quick drink or so-and-so needs me to grab this really quickly and I'll be right back. None of that can occur during special time. Whereas in one-on-one time, you might do those things. It is a designated amount of time. And it is labeled as special time, because we want your child to understand the difference between times when you are alone together and times when this is the true definition of special time. And one of the biggest indicators of special time is that your child is full on in control. <laughs> the, this is super important because kids have so much going on throughout the day And a large majority, if not all of it, is not in their control. They have to wake up most of the time if there's school or daycare on a designated time. They have to do designated things to get ready. They have to leave at a certain time. They have to do certain things when they're at, whether it's school or daycare or a class of some sort they probably have to leave at a certain time and then you get home and there are certain things that have to be done this is something that's fully in their control and it does a few things it allows them to have that control so when they don't have it they're more willing to follow your control and be obedient to what you're saying but it also builds connection between your and your, you and your child and you might be thinking me and my child are connected. But the truth is, we can't see the disconnection really unless you're seeing behavior. Now, some kids, you might have kids that um, are people pleasers, for example, and they know what is required of them and they just do it. They maybe don't see show a lot of behaviors, but that doesn't mean that they don't need this special time. Sometimes the kids who aren't showing any behavior at all are actually the ones who need it most. But this truly builds that connection time with you as their parent or caregiver together and building the trust there Again, more connection equals more willingness and desire to be obedient without other factors involved, without consequences, without rewards. And I don't know about you, but I want my child to be obedient to me because they respect me, because they recognize I'm their authority, not because I'm threatening them or rewarding them to do so. And so during this special time, You will announce, okay, we're going to have special time. And obviously the first few times, especially dependent on your child's age, you will need to explain what this means until they truly understand. But you're going to say, we're going to have special time. This means that I have to do whatever you want as long as it's safe and I'm going to do it. And we're going to do this for X amount of time. Now we choose 20 minutes. I think that's a kind of good in-between time before. Between, you know, it's more than just a quick game. There's time to really get into some play, but it's also not so long that it's taking up a ton of our night, which, you know, sometimes there just isn't a whole lot of time. So you can be the deciding factor on how much time you want to do and how frequently you want to do it. If you are seeing a lot of behaviors, I'd highly recommend you do it every day. Now, you could start with five minutes with the idea that as you get into a routine, you're going to increase as you're able because five minutes really isn't a lot of time to delve deep into play. But it's better to get started and get going and get a, con- a consistent rhythm than to just not do it because you don't feel like you have enough time. Any time is going to be beneficial to your child. So you're going to explain to them what special time is. You're going to set a timer or, you know, have your spouse come get you when the time is up because we don't want to be constantly looking at our phones or looking at a clock. We need to be full on invested in this time. That means completely engaged. Again, no distraction, no leaving to get a drink or going to the bathroom or answering a phone call or anything like that. You are truly focused all in on this set time. And using a timer is a great way because then you don't have to do any of that. And then your kid also recognizes, okay, the timer went off. That means special time is over. You can set certain limits to special time. Like if you don't want to use any screen times, if you don't want to do some, you know, some certain thing, whatever that might be for you, you can say initially, we're going to do special time. That doesn't include... We're not going to include any screens during this special time, but I will do anything else that you want or something like that. We don't use that caveat because it just doesn't come up. Sometimes it has, and sometimes we do it, and sometimes we don't. It's just totally up to you. And then while you're engaged in their play, it's important to be fully present. So a lot of times, if you're like me, you're tired at night. You have done a lot in the day and your brain is full and you're ready to rest, but this is not the time. (laughs) This is the time to be truly invested in what your child is doing. Sometimes that might mean you're just watching their play. Sometimes they might invite you into it. Sometimes it might even be a meltdown and that's okay. A lot of times people will come to me and say, you know, they just cried the whole time or... Special time was over and they just threw a tantrum. And honestly, I know this seems counterintuitive, but that is an awesome result because that means you have established a strong enough connection, a strong enough trust in those moments that they are now willing to offload all of the hurt and feelings that they have stored up with you which is going to alleviate some of the behavior. So think about it in this way. If you're feeling upset at something, maybe you're like me and you have a hard time (laughs) speaking it right away and then something else happens and you're feeling sad over something. But again, you keep bottling it in and bottling it in and then eventually someone says or does something That is like they say, the straw that broke the camel's back. And all of a sudden, everything comes flooding out. This is what happens when we end a special time. That timer, like this fun time we're having is over, becomes a catalyst for them to release other feelings that they have stored up. It doesn't mean it's anything necessarily that you've done. It could be they were at school and a kid took their toy or something that we might not see as a big deal but truly is to our children and they are now feeling like they can share that with you and that is a good sign if your child doesn't do this don't feel bad it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong it just means maybe they don't have a lot of feelings to offload right now but you are still building that connection which is really important for the behavior piece but also you know long term we always want Our children as they get older to feel like they can come and speak with us about anything this is setting you up for success in that area because if when our kids are having behavior if we start sending them away how can we expect that in those moments of true vulnerability that they're gonna want to come to us when every other time that they've had these strong feelings we've sent them away so this is also creating that habit of you can come to me I am safe you can trust me with your feelings we're here and we're connecting so um the only thing obviously is if there's any safety issues you know you step in but otherwise 100% all in 20 minutes might sound like a long time especially when they choose something that you're like I hate playing this or I don't want to do this it goes by super fast so it might sound long but it flies by and honestly it is just so fun to be able to sit there and see your child's brain think like when other when is there another time in the day where you are just literally sitting there no distractions observing your child and following their lead the other thing that's key here is that when you are playing with them you need to try really hard not to change their play. So a lot of times, especially when kids are pretend playing, we might be speaking something, You know, they want us to be a certain character, and it's really important that you are keying into how they want to play. And honestly, a lot of times I find myself saying, well, what should he say? You know, So that I'm not interjecting my own thoughts and I'm continuing to follow the way that my son is trying to take it Now, you might be wondering how to implement this. So this is great for kids two and up. I mean, you can certainly even start it with younger kids. We have a son who will be two in a week and a half and a five-year-old. So we just, one person will start doing special time with the older one. The other one will do it with the younger one. And then we flip. You can certainly announce it to the younger child. Obviously, it's a little bit different because depending on what your 18-month-old or two-year-old is doing, there can be a wide range of skills from a new two-year-old to, you know, almost a three-year-old. And so you just kind of have to gauge your own child, but it's still good to start getting into the habit, even if it's not something you do every day. Maybe it's something you do once a week. Now, another thing to consider is, When is your child having the most difficulty? Is it right after school or daycare, right when you get home? Is it in the morning? Is it right before bed? Is it right before after dinner? Because all of these times, they have been disconnected from you. All night long, they are disconnected. Obviously, we're not doing anything. We're all sleeping, but that's a disconnection time. Um, When we're preparing meals, that can be disconnecting because we're multitasking and we're not necessarily fully attentive to them. So think about times in your schedule where you're finding it the most difficult or the hardest behaviors or difficulty transitioning. That would be a great time right before that to interject a special time. But again, think about that ahead of time. Plan in your mind, okay, maybe it's before bed because the bedtime routine is really hard. Your first few times, think in your mind, I need to have enough time them to have a tantrum at the end and to be able to sit through it and still get to bed at a decent time. If they don't have a tantrum, all the better. If they do, you're not stressed out trying to stop that from happening, but you can truly be fully present and listening to their feelings so that they can work through it. So I hope that gives you a great idea of what special time is and truly encourages you to get started and do a schedule so that they can get connected to you. I would love for you to come on over and share any questions you have, and I'd be happy to answer them. But I just want to say I hope that this episode blesses you. I know Special Time has been a great blessing to a lot of people that I've talked to, and I really strongly encourage you to try it out. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it now. Go get connected. I'll see you next week.